When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com Wrestling Podcast. It's March 22nd. We are on the road to Fightful Mania. For those of you listening on the audio portion, I have a beautiful logo up there designed by Graham Williams, who does everything. Full disclosure, guys, this week we may not have a Matt Riddle show on Thursday. He is in the middle of one of the craziest stretches of matches I've ever seen not only that but as soon as he gets back from Europe he's wrestling like eight times Wrestlemania weekend so that that may be off I'm, I'm trying to correspond with him to uh, handle that but we will have the Shane Helm show talking about his Wrestlemania experiences from working with Ric Flair to winning titles to being left off of shows and what went through his mind in that situation register for free at Fightful.com. No credit card required. It's a simple process. You'll get early access to that, as well as my members-only show. It won't be released to the public ever. Uh, that, that's going down Friday. We're just going to talk a little bit about everything. But today, we had the eccentric millionaire himself, Jimmy Van. I'm running with it. Sorry, Jimmy. Sean, something weird is going on today, man. What's, something what's weird is going on. So last night, we got a cold snap in Toronto. Uh, and how's that mean cold snap, meaning that like a cold front came in, it was, you know, like a, like a, it got cold, uh, for you people. So that's so every day in Canada. Oh no, 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 no. My friend. Hey, that's called American ignorance. No, no, no. It's not like that every day, but, uh, it got cold yesterday, Uh, but here's why it's weird. It's weird because today it's a bit chilly outside and yet I'm sitting here right now feeling scorching hot. And I was trying to figure out why. I was, I was thinking, uh, is it because... You're I'm, not a hoodie. Uh, you think that's what it could be? Because I was thinking maybe I have a fever. I was thinking maybe the heat's on too high in the, in the office here. And I couldn't figure out what it is. So I think I have no choice to... Oh, I got to get rid of some layers. Because oh, that's the only thing that oh, I can no. do to try to... This is terrible. To this is bad. Oh, no. What the hell is this? So what in the hell is this? Let's get rid of the hoodie here. Oh, no. That's all I can do. Oh, no. Oh, no. Looks like that's all I can do. This is jump the shark. This is jump the shark. What is that? What are you responding to, Sean? my face on a shirt? What are you responding to? I'm responding, since for the audio viewers, Jimmy Van is wearing a shirt with my face and an audio caption coming out of it saying, Ya boy! So let me explain something. Oh, boy. On Monday night, Sean Ross Sapp, uh, I think you prematurely ejaculated again 
And that did not happen. I think it Why did. Are you using this type of language. I think it yeah. did. Great, great segue into what we're going to talk about later. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's almost like I did it intentionally. So you were very excited because uh, somebody was, uh, they had the your boy shirt, your, what is it, Kentucky something, Kentucky Wildcats? Kentucky Wildcats. Okay. I'm wearing the UK right now. There you go. So he had the your boy shirt that you created using the Kentucky Wildcat, Wildcats uh, colors. I knew uh-huh. on Monday that the official, not quite yet, almost official, Fightful.com, Sean Ross app, your boy, prototype. I knew it was going to be ready for today's show. I knew that on Monday. And, uh, and so I was like, the timing couldn't be better. It couldn't be better because you had your, your boy shirt on raw. And now here is the prototype. The only one that currently exists in the world, the prototype of the Fightful.com, Sean Ross app. Your boy T-shirt. Oh, no. Now, now, let me say this. Out of uh, love and admiration and respect and professionalism, I am not going to put this uh, for purchase without your permission because I'm a sweetheart of a guy. But let me tell you something, Sean. This will sell. Mark my words, this will sell. I guarantee sell. you it won't. I oh, guarantee I think it will. It I think it will. It will sell. I mean, we probably sold 20 or 30 of them just to your family members. It will sell. <laughs> And I would cut you a deal on the proceeds, so we can talk. <laughs> yeah, I would, hope. <laughs> I would hope. I will. I will. To those of you, oh, to those of Ain't you, nobody buying that damn shirt. <laughs> oh, it will sell. And one other thing, before we came on the air, I was asking Sean, uh, how is our listenership versus our YouTube viewership? Like, how are our numbers typically? I was asking you that for a reason. Because I wanted to know how many people I need to convince. I realized that people like the audio because maybe you're uh, commuting uh, and it's convenient. If there's ever a week that you might want it, if you get some time later on, go on YouTube, go on the website, check out the video version of uh, this podcast. Today is the day to do it because then you can check out the – let me stand up one more time. You can check out the prototype of the Sean Ross app. Fightful.com, your boy t-shirt. This is infringing on my intellectual property. It's not because it's the prototype, and I'm going to get your permission. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, I gotta you, say, you've, I, I've got to admit, since the Virgil snafu yeah. where I, I sniffed it out, you've yeah. done a much better job at hiding your surprises. I have threatened harm physically and financially to anybody in this place that leaks it out before things are done. I made a point of saying, Sean doesn't know. If you talk to Sean, don't say anything. And I got to give you props because you actually made a point when I did the whole, oh, hey, I'm scorching hot today. You made a point of saying, oh, it's because you're wearing that hoodie. Like, yeah, you just got it. And I, I, was, I got reading that gimmick two days ago. And brother. I could, I could I tell, it. I could tell by your eyes that you were starting to get it when I was going into the spiel. Oh, uh, yeah. You were starting to figure it out. So what do you think, man? I think that that will sell maybe one if you're lucky. No, I think it's going to crush it. I think I'm going to buy Facebook ads for it. Oh, and, no. uh, and, but again, I want to make sure you're on board. Otherwise, I won't do it, but I, I will cut I'm you I'm telling on. you, I think you need to take out a Facebook ad saying, have you ever wanted to hear a podcast between a guy who runs a wrestling site and the eccentric millionaire who made it happen? Because there is no other podcast that does that. But there are none. But you think that people want to, like, they're going to care about. Um, some might, some might not. Yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But that is this week's Uh, reveal. I I can't promise that I'm going to have a reveal every week because after a while, I'm going to run out of ideas. I do have one more that's in the works. 
uh, and I'm hoping to have it by next Wednesday. But uh, oh, and I also still have the list of Jimmy Van well, right there. I've already decided what we're going to lead the show with, and yes. you all know what it is. Yes. Uh, but before that, I want to tell you guys about WrestleMania week, Fightful Mania. It really kicks off next Wednesday with the Sean Ross Sapp and Jimmy Van show. Jimmy, are you going to dress up for the event? Um, for you, maybe I'll figure something out. Awesome. For you. Thursday, we have the Matt Riddle broadcast. Hopefully, he's going to be a busy man that week. Uh, that happens at 2 p.m. 8 p.m. Impact live coverage, as well as Evolve 80 live coverage. 11 p.m. Joey Janela's spring break live coverage. That's going to be a fun show. Friday, early, that Shane Helms show is dropping. Noon, Progress Wrestling live coverage. 4 p.m. Evolve 81 coverage. 8 p.m. We have WWE Hall of Fame live discussion. 9 p.m. Bellator Rampage versus King Mo. Saturday, 8 p.m., the WWN Super Show live coverage, as well as the NXT TakeOver live coverage. Right after that, we're doing a live podcast. Myself, Alex, Anna, 11.55. We're going to have that Beyond Wrestling live coverage, all times Eastern, of course. Sunday, we're going to open up that live discussion page for the WrestleMania coverage early, probably noon Eastern. That way, you all can just come there, hang out all day. Of course, right after a post-WrestleMania podcast, it'll run a little longer than usual. And then we're back to our regular schedule for Monday and Tuesday, covering the Raw and SmackDown after Mania. Those are both going to be wild. Of course, we have podcasts for those. Come join our community. Hang out in those discuss boards. Have fun. Talk some trash. Get to know some people. On the road to Fightful Mania. There you go. I feel like I need to stand up maybe every 10 minutes, 15 minutes, just in case people are joining late. So I might have to do that. But uh... Very few things can make me blush, like... I have an ego almost to a gimmick level, Jimmy. Like almost to a level where I parody myself. And I got it done? you found a way to do it. You found a way to do it. Good awesome. Job. Awesome. Jesus Christ. I like, I like keeping I, you honest. If I wore that shirt and I took a selfie in it, that face is so damn big that the facial recognition on my phone wouldn't recognize me, but it would recognize the shirt. I will send you one and you can do that and you can prove it. <sighs> okay, guys. <laughs> So we had this situation last Friday, and we're going to talk about it at length. I didn't want to touch on it on the Raw show or the SmackDown show. I thought yeah. this show was the place to do that. Paige, as well as several other current former WWE talent, had things leaked. Obviously, the videos and photos of Paige that dropped were much more graphic, much more extreme than that of the Caitlins, the Summer Rays, the, the Victorias, Maria. I mean mm-hmm. – Allie from TNA. There were a lot of people. My inbox has been crazy this weekend. Although, as I told Jimmy Van, uh, still less than what I got when Seth Rollins' wiener was all over the internet, mm-hmm. which, okay, that's what I wanted. A bunch of Seth Rollins' wiener in my inbox, but that's what we get. Jimmy, I want your, your initial reaction to this situation. Uh, and then we'll go back and forth. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my complete take on it, and then uh, and then yeah, you jump in whenever you want. So, when I first heard about it, I was not surprised. Uh, with all due respect to Paige, and I'm gonna try to be as politically correct as I can. With all due respect to Paige, uh, this is gonna sound really bad, but I think if there was one girl on the roster, if you said, "Hey, guess what? A uh, uh, a girl on the roster uh, footage came out, and this is what it's about," she'd probably be my pick. And again, I mean, don't disrespect. I'm just kind of telling it like it is. The, He's been provocative on social media before, and 
If that's her personality. So yeah, well, you know what? The reason I wanted to talk about this today is because I am not a social media guy. I mean, I, I probably don't even post once a year on Facebook. I'm just not a social media guy. When this broke on the weekend, I had a bunch of people hit me up. Uh, and it seemed that the consensus was the same among all of them. And, and I think that their opinion is probably a little bit uninformed, maybe a little bit uneducated, not to say that you and I know everything, but, uh, it seemed the consensus was, Oh, Paige is definitely done with WWE. Now she's never going to get into the hall of fame. Xavier Woods is going to get pulled from WrestleMania. And they were, they were taking that because of the China situation. That was kind of what they were using in order to, to come up with this. So I wanted to touch upon this for those people because I think that was, a, that was an opinion that a lot of people had. The Page situation and the China situation are apples and oranges. They are completely, completely, completely different. different. Uh, and I want to go into it. So China, uh, and again, I'm going to go back a little bit for people that might not know. Triple H did the Stone Cold podcast in February of 2015 before China passed. Uh, and he said in the podcast that it will be difficult to put her in the Hall of Fame because even though she deserves it, uh, they're concerned that kids are going to watch or our kids are going to Google her name, I should say. Uh, they might come across her porn past and that could be problematic. And that was what he said. What he said was bullshit. Uh, and, I, and I'll go into it in a minute. The reason I don't think anything's going to happen to Paige, I don't think anything's going to happen to Xavier Woods, is because Paige did not use whatever name value she has to produce a film for public distribution and for profit. She did not do that. That's what China did. These were also also China wasn't or Paige wasn't getting double teamed by a fake Vince McMahon and Stephanie McMahon. Right. At the same time. Right. And then I mean, not to say that there's anything wrong with doing that. I mean, in general, but I made the joke about intellectual property. Right. This was a shot at these people. And of course, what happened with China is very unfortunate. Uh, the, the way she left WWE. That sucks. That really yeah. sucks. I mean, but, China, I mean, China did I mean, what she did because I, I think at that point, China was very mentally unstable the last several years of her life. Of course, I yeah. think she was taken advantage of. That manager of hers that was trying to put together the documentary, he completely took advantage of her. Uh, and I, I think that the adult film producers did the same. And I think she just went along for the ride because she, she needed money and didn't know any better. But uh, this Paige situation, she, uh, this is private footage. It was personal. She was the victim of a phone hack. Uh, she did not give permission and she did not give authorization for this to come out. Uh, and if you want to look at precedents, you already talked about Seth Rollins. Granted, it wasn't as graphic, but February of 2015, uh, a couple of graphic pictures came out that uh, a jilted ex-girlfriend put on the internet. One month later, he won the title at WrestleMania 31. Yeah. Didn't have an effect on him at all. Then if you want to look at Hulk Hogan, Gawker put up, footage from the sex tape in 2012 uh, and in 2015 or 2014, rather he returned to WWE had no bearing on his, on his career. WWE severed ties with him because of the racial comments that came out later and, and their hands were tied and they kind of had to, but it had nothing to do with the, with the sexual footage. So I don't think anything's going to happen to Paige or to Xavier Woods and going back to China for a second, uh, because again, Hunter said he used that as the, as the excuse for why she wouldn't go into the hall of fame. The fact of the matter is, and this is unfortunate thing to say, so long as China was alive, she was never going to go into the hall of fame while she was alive. That's a fact. Yeah. Uh, and it's because number one of her, of her history with Hunter and Stephanie and number two, uh, the last few years of her life, she was, you know, a little mentally unstable. She had substance abuse issues. They were never going to trust her with a live mic uh, as part of the hall of fame ceremony. And that's a fact. 
And if you look at somebody like X-Pac, who did a porn movie with China, they have no problem putting him on stage at the Hall of Fame. They have no problem doing network specials with him, which proves that Hunter's full of shit. Uh, but the one thing you got to say in Hunter's defense is that they're a public company. He cannot go and, and do an interview as an executive and tell the truth about China. He can't. He, he can't do an interview and say, oh, she's not going to go in because my, my, my wife is going to feel awkward and because uh, she's going to say stupid shit on a live mic. He's got to use the porn as the excuse. But it, it was a cop-out. It wasn't the truth. So I think it is an excuse. Yeah. I think it's – because here's the thing. I don't know that she never would have got in when she was alive because she never gave them that window. There was never that clear window that Tammy Sitch, Jake Roberts, and Scott Hall gave them. Tammy Sitch – she would probably, she may never get in. She would maybe have never get in, got in after what happened mm-hmm. because of all that did happen. But she did give them a window where they felt comfortable enough mm-hmm. to say, come on in, we'll get this done. Jake Roberts and Scott Hall too. They would have been in much earlier had they given WWE a window of trust. Mm-hmm. China had never given that window. I had somebody saying, well, she was doing well in Japan when she was teaching. No, she no, wasn't. No, not at all. She, she was not doing well in Japan no. at all. It was it was rough. Yeah. And this isn't a condemnation on China, but the situations are different. We've had a lot of people yeah. comparing it. Oh, a lot of people have compared it, and and it's completely yeah. different. Uh, and again, you're right. I, I mean, again, I, I feel bad about the China situation because she was so taken advantage of. She uh, she comes back from Japan, claims she has three people that have proposed to her, trying to figure out what one she's going to take. She was she was not in a good space comes back to the U.S. She's got this manager that's making her go to Titan Tower in Connecticut because they want to do a documentary, making her walk in the front doors to try to go up to see Hunter. She's going, she's approaching Hunter. I think it was Roddy Piper's funeral where the manager made her go there to, to approach Hunter. She, she was manipulated and she was not in a good headspace. So no, I I, I believe she was never going to go in while she was alive. It was not going to happen. the page thing, here's, here's what I know. And this is a lot of stuff I haven't reported yet. Some of it I did report because, quite frankly, the whole situation, I wasn't going to touch it. It's not my business. When she comments on it publicly, then it becomes something that I run with. If she's disciplined, that's something I run with. I did ask about it, obviously. I was told by an employee, she's not getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Not only that, she's probably not even going to have heat over it. Then they said, well, she did pose with the picture with a picture of the belt, of a belt. You couldn't see it. It was the NXT Later belt, on, I think. It was the NXT yes, uh, women's belt. Yes, this, this all happened in NXT. Yeah. Later on, some footage dropped of some things happening, some explicit things happening involving a belt. Uh-huh. That person got back to me and they said, well, there's still no heat on her, but don't expect her to have a championship belt on her anytime soon. Uh-huh. for that reason at the very minimum. I mean, who knows if she'll wrestle? There were rumors that she leaked this herself to get no. fired. That is absolutely untrue for a multitude of reasons. Where did those rumors come from that, that she would do that? There were people who were saying things to people that I know, and of course it's just speculation. Yeah. Let me let me just break this down for you guys. Her boyfriend beat the shit out of a Ninja Turtle in Mexico for looking at her wrong. <laughs> So you think she's going to be all hunky-dory with going, yeah, I'm going to leak this stuff. So I talked to some friends of Del Rio as well. Del Rio wasn't mad. Del Rio knew it was coming. Mm. She had apparently disclosed to Del Rio, listen, this stuff exists. Mm-hmm. Because last year, not and this isn't because of last year, but last year I started to get emails. I got like 
a few of them around the same time, within the same week, saying, there's some page stuff out there. And I was like, neat, man. Neat, man. Uh-huh. And there were rumors. And photos had dropped, and people just assumed they were fake. They weren't. That was a real thing. This stuff has existed, obviously, for years and has almost released before. She made him aware of that, from what I understand. And not only was he okay with it, he made her go out the night that it leaked. He made her go out to a movie. They went and watched Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Uh, the people that I know that were close to it said that he's been nothing but supportive. Not only that, the people that I talked to at Impact said that they couldn't believe how happy the two looked with each other. Mm-hmm. Like how overjoyed they were, how great they were to talk to, both Paige and Del Rio. So, you know, for all the issues that they had initially in their relationship and, you know, there were stabbings and mm-hmm. people leaving WWE and stuff. From what I hear, she was on good terms with WWE. Del Rio is on good terms with WWE. Because if you listen to him in interviews now, he's not talking trash about WWE. He says, I like Vince McMahon a lot. They just didn't use me the way I thought I should be used. I uh, mean, he's being, he's being political because uh, it's in his best interest to be political. You don't, of want course. To, you don't want to burn that bridge, plus they're making that movie. So, yeah, so you want to, you, yeah, you want to be smart uh, because of all that stuff. I, you know, there was heat on page at one point because of the Alberto situation. Yes. It'd be very easy for them to use this as the excuse if they wanted to get rid of her. I think that it would not look good on the company. And I think the locker room, exactly. the locker room wouldn't like it because again, if it's, if it's cool with Hogan, if it's cool with, uh, with, uh, Seth Rollins, uh, and now Xavier. Yeah, I mean, Xavier, too. I mean, again, this was three or four years ago. He wasn't married at the time. Uh, so to me, it's just not a big deal. This is their personal, this is their personal private stuff. I'll tell you one thing that, that, that is unfortunate. If it's true what her family is saying about how she's not handling it well and all that, that's unfortunate. I don't listen to her damn family at all. Her family is... <sighs> his family, her family's always in her damn business, too, putting it out there on social media. Yeah, but I mean, if that's true, that's unfortunate because she is still a young kid, right? She's she's still a young girl, but she's uh, twenty four. Yeah, but now here's the thing: I I consider myself a young soul. I really do. <laughs> but she's a generation younger than me, uh-huh. so she grew up in all this everything is filmed type of era. Yep. Hey, if you want to do that, more power to you. But I don't think it would be easy for WWE to fire her over this because, man, this this is a different world than than just. You know, I don't think Hogan would have got fired. I mean, Hogan didn't get fired. Hogan got brought back after all that. Yeah, he did. He got fired over the racial stuff. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So I, I think nothing's going to happen to her. And, and honestly, if she is distraught about it, in time, it'll pass. In time, it'll pass. And you know what? I'm going to tell you a, a very obscure quote that I've always remembered, and it's very obscure. Uh, Mariah Carey in the 90s. And I and don't ask me why I've always remembered this quote because my brain just kind of works that way. Mariah Carey in the 90s was dating or married to like the head of Sony Music. I think his name was Tommy Mottola. Uh, and she did an interview one time because she had had, I think, a, a record come out and uh, it was criticized. And she did an interview and she said that her husband told her, don't worry about what's in the paper today because tomorrow they're going to be wrapping fish with it. And that's true. So, so this is going to pass in time. Uh, and if she is distraught about it in time, it'll pass. I don't think it's going to hurt her standing whatsoever. It's, you know, it's an unfortunate thing that happened, I guess. And I guess it's a lesson learned about, uh, being smart and security. I don't know how her fun was hacked, but I can tell you this. I know that some of the girls, it's, it's, it's not just her. It's a lot of people. Yeah, it's I, not, it might not even be her phone. 
It's, no, but I, I want to tell you what I know for a fact happened with at least one of the actresses because she did. She's talked about it in an interview. At least one of the actresses that was hacked before, she fell for a spam email because yeah. you'll see these spam emails. They look like they're really from iTunes and it says, oh, your account's been compromised. You better log in and, and take care of it. They put their login in and boom, the hackers have their login. That's how some of those addresses were caught. And, and I don't know if that's what happened to Paige, but you got to be smart with, 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 your, uh, with your security. Sure. Also, I feel bad. I mean, there's there's Caitlin, who's apparently about to go through a divorce. She just split with her husband. I am. Victoria, who, you know, I mean, doesn't really. I mean, there were images similar of her that dropped as well. And I mean, you know, she wants to get in the Hall of Fame, too. And she's more than worthy of being in the WWE Hall of Fame. It is an invasion of privacy. And mm-hmm. this is the extent of which I'll cover that if they comment on it. I'll have at it. Sure. That's a public comment. They'll do that. Otherwise, I like to respect their privacy. Mm-hmm. Now, Jimmy, you as a guy who runs a website, what if something dropped? What if Alex or Sean Ross Sapp had <laughs> videos drop? I mean, I'm serious. What would you do? Would you say, damn, got to reprimand them? Or would you say, and I, I mean this with complete honesty, would you say, maybe that's some extra clicks? Sean, I would say, here's what's going to happen, man. I'm going to produce a t-shirt. Oh God! Uh, it uh, it might be a little bit graphic, but they're going to sell. I'll give you a cut of the proceeds. No, in all in all honesty, if it was a similar situation, aside from the fact that I would say, "Man, Sean, I didn't know you had it in you." Uh, aside from that, I wouldn't care. This is this is your personal business. And again, she was the victim of a phone hack. She did not put that stuff out there for public consumption. Good, that puts my job at safety. Then no worries. <laughs> I, it wouldn't it wouldn't bother me one bit. It's it, you know what my favorite thing that I saw reported this week. Some dipshit, and I don't even know who it was, that said they had a closed-door meeting at Raw about this, but we don't know what was said. No shit. No shit. They talked about it at Raw. You got to <laughs> stop the presses, please. I can't believe they they did. Wow. That'd be, that'd be like uh, reporting an exclusive about how you've heard that they have producers that help put the matches together. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You fools. Yeah. Why are you doing that? That – and I'm pretty sure it was a well-known journalist. I'm like, come on. That – they did, but we don't know what. Uh, mm-hmm. No kidding. That puts a black eye on wrestling journalism, which – here's the thing. I have a lot of friends locally who work for newspapers, news outlets, stuff like that, and they're like, so you got into wrestling, huh? Hmm. I was like, yeah. And they said – well, why wrestling? I said, because I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be – like I could write for a newspaper, no problem. I don't want to go cover Augusta Girls Middle School Golf mm-hmm. yeah. on a Wednesday evening. That's not, that's not my type of thing. So when I see somebody run with something and they say they had a closed-door meeting, we don't know what was said though. Mm-hmm. You, know what you, that's like, you know what you would love to cover if you worked for a regular, uh, for a regular television station would be a cat fashion show. You'd be all over that. Yeah, of course I would. Don't that. be ridiculous. Especially if Seth Rogen was my cameraman and <laughs> Christina Applegate was the reporter. Good I job. Good job. I didn't know if you were going to catch that. That's good, of man. Of course. Good job. Be... Nice little cameo there from Seth Rogen in that movie. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this situation, you know, it's – and I encourage you guys. Hey, don't blow me up when this stuff happens. I do have to ask I'll you another question. It. 
since, since you are uh, uh, allegedly a investigative journalist, how many times yeah. did you review the footage? Because you wanted to make sure you did your proper research. I mean, every time I got an email, I opened up the email. <laughs> I open up all my emails. I do. Uh, some of them had attachments. Some of them didn't. I mean, I didn't go on the chans or anything. I'm not trying to get my my computer that I bought for this job filled with malware and crap. Like, I know better than that. So I feel like a lot of the things, in my opinion, if this stuff's getting leaked, if the person who is leaking it, they're probably trying to find out ways to catch other people's shit. Oh, 100%. So I'm always wary of, I ain't going to this site. Mm. No way. Yeah. I'm not putting my info in here. I'm not doing that. I think I need to take a break since it's almost been a half an hour for anybody that's joined us late. Oh, Jesus. I got to make sure that they see the official Fightful.com Sean Ross app, your boy t-shirt, coming soon, hopefully, to Pro Wrestling Tees. There you go. Guys, if you all have any questions about this situation, let us know. We'll answer them. We'll answer. That. I think we've addressed it pretty well, though, and 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 again, it seemed like a lot of people were doing the China comparison. So I hope that we've it's kind stupid. of explained that too. It's stupid. Yeah. And you know, you have those people that say, "Well, Sonny got into the WWE Hall of Fame, not China." Sonny gave them that window. Yeah. This was before she got into that. They're like, "Well, why don't they take her out?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sure no. she's going to be at Access every year now, guys." Yeah, but Sonny also, uh, Sonny could also be professional when she wanted to be, like when a camera was on. Very. And China, China just wasn't in a good way. I mean, that's just how it was. She wasn't in a good way the last few years. Very manipulated. You know, it was unfortunate. Yeah, it was. It was heartbreaking to see, honestly. Guys, follow us at Fightful Wrestle, Fightful MMA, and Fightful Online. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. You can also directly download the show over at our podcast page. Fightful.com has all your wrestling, MMA, boxing news, live coverage, photos, videos, interviews, podcasts, we get you inside the mind of guys like uh, Jason Kincaid, Matt Riddle, Shane Helms, Deanna Perrazzo, Elias Theodoru, Frank Trigg. I did a show with Frank Trigg a couple weeks ago, and it was awesome. Yeah, Trigg's I awesome. love talking to Trigg's him. Trigg's good, yeah. That's true. Because not, not only can he give you the MMA viewpoint from a fighter, but he's, a, he's an official now, too. I think that's invaluable. Yeah, he's a good guy, too. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's, he he's not an egomaniac at all. He's, he's very uh, humble and down-to-earth and – He's a good guy. Hey, he had some nudes drop once. Did he? Yeah, Matt Hughes like blasted them all over the place at one point. It was a build to their fight, I think. Like legitimate, like playgirl stuff? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. I, so. I didn't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I will not go back and research that. I'll leave that up to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I just remember <laughs> it happening. Somebody in the chat says, I was watching TNA Unbreakable 2005, and it was awesome. It was awesome. That main event was maybe my favorite match of all time. Uh, up there with Okada Omega for me, that triple threat. What you got on your list, Jimmy? Yes. And, of course, we'll, we'll circle back to the page thing. If Yeah, if anybody has any questions, but I think we've addressed it pretty well. But, uh, yeah, so the list of Jimmy Van. Uh, I want to talk to you about Alex's favorite pro wrestler currently in WWE. Who's that? That would be Bill Goldberg. Oh, shit, yeah. So I, I realize that, uh, you know, oftentimes even the, uh, even the renowned journalists of our space are not always correct. Um, but at the same time, plans always change. It's not necessarily their fault. But there are rumors that Goldberg is interested in uh, sticking around after WrestleMania. W-
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And yeah, sure. And WWE apparently is feeling the same way. Um, That makes me want to ask you a question. Do you still think he's going to drop the title in short order to Brock Lesnar at Mania? I don't believe anything until I see it. And to be honest with the plans that have tentatively been put in place for Reigns, Lesnar next year, that doesn't give me a lot of hope either way. Now they say Lesnar will be working more. Well, what is more? Because if it's not every pay-per-view, it's not enough, in my opinion, to hold that title for a year, especially when you have a brand split. Mm -hmm. To keep the title on a guy who's not going to be at the show, I mean, if you're going to use his dates, just use him for pay-per-views. Don't have him in these dumbass dark segments all the time. Like, they've had him on several dark segments that they could have just, hey, have him go out there and kill a guy in a minute on pay-per-view. I'd rather see Mm -hmm. that. But if you're Goldberg, why wouldn't you stick around? You're getting paid to work 30-second matches. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And if they want to try this Roman Reigns as a babyface thing again, that's dumb. But I have really liked the way that they have treated Roman Reigns the last couple of weeks. He's dismissive of The Undertaker. He mm-hmm. shows no respect to the guy. That's the kind of Roman Reigns I can get down with. A Roman Reigns, it's like, I don't really give a shit about anybody but me. Like, even if he jokes or whatever, if I'm I'm cool with this. Yeah, I'm cool with that. But if they try to push him down our throats as the six foot three handsome Samoan guy who played in the NFL, whose cousin is the rock and his family is in pro wrestling as the underdog, that's a big issue for me. I feel like they think that they've messed up with Brock Lesnar in terms of adding additional dates to his contract for this year. Because uh, I think the reason he's doing a lot of dark matches is because they don't want to burn him out as a special attraction with the viewing audience, with the television audience. And so I think that because they agreed to so many dates, uh, next thing they know, a raw taping comes up and they're probably thinking, oh man, this is our draw for Mania and he's a a special part-timer and we don't want to burn him out. So because they've agreed to these dates and they're paying him for them, they just have him go out and kill the big show in 30 seconds off camera. Um the next thing I was going to ask you about was the Brock Roman Reigns thing. So apparently, and this is according to Dave Meltzer, and it may or may not come to fruition, but uh, they're talking about doing the year-long build for 34, just like they did with The Rock and John Cena. I don't understand how that's ever going to work. Like, Do you think the fans are going to care to see Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, even if it's over a year-long build? I just don't, I don't see it. Some fans will. Uh, the match was good the first time around until Rollins got involved and it was still good. I thought it was a real good match. I did. But here's the thing. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's tough because everybody can see what you're doing. We can see it's there. And if it's something that it, – it's just tough. It's just tough to do that again. It did not work, what, two or three years ago, two years ago? So they're gonna go. They're gonna run it back three years later, mm-hmm. after it's been even more solidified that Roman Reigns is better in a different spot. Like maybe Roman Reigns is not the guy. I don't know who is, but that's that's what you do. You explore. You switch. You try to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be Brock's last contracted match as of now. Mm-hmm. That's when his contract's up. 
Is that a smart thing to do? Everybody knows his contract's coming up. He goes on ESPN. He says three-year deal. Come on. Yeah, and and when you look at Roxena, I mean, that was the biggest start, arguably, of the last generation against the biggest start of this generation. So you could kind of get away with doing a year-long build and have it work. Roman Reigns sure as hell. I mean, they're they're trying to make him the, the biggest star of the current generation, but he hasn't really proven anything yet. Brock is one of the, the biggest stars, I guess, of the current generation. But uh, I just don't see the box office. I don't see the box he's, office. He's the, biggest, he's the biggest pay-per-view draw of our generation outside of Conor McGregor. Yeah, but he's also dropped off a bit over the last year. You know, he's not, he's not now what he was in 2012 or 2013. And well, I mean, he was, he was that last year. He drew one point something million uh, for UFC 200. That's different, I think. That's UFC. I think that's different sure. than than you know than WWE. But uh, I don't know. I just I don't I, I you know how we talked about a week or two ago about how they're always having to bring back the names from the past for WrestleMania because they haven't been able to create their own stars. Mm-hmm. I just don't see that stopping. So, well, here's here's the thing. They they had a guy who came into the UFC out of the sport for years and beat a top ten guy. And the WWE's response to that was to have him lose to a 50-year-old in a minute and a half a few months later <laughs> who has, doesn't want to come to work, doesn't want to work long, can't work long, isn't safe. Like there were a million things. Like, and people said, well, if not him, then who? I don't know. You wait and see. You wait and try to make somebody that guy. Because as I've said time and time again, there are going to be people who watch WrestleMania next year and they'll say, hey, isn't that the fat guy who lost to Bill Goldberg in 30 seconds? By the way, where's Bill Goldberg when they talk about Kevin Owens? Yeah, there might be some. There might be, I mean, I, this might surprise you. I am probably in the minority. I had no issue with Brock putting over Goldberg at Survivor Series that quick. Uh, the reason I had no issue with it, and I'm kind of surprised that they didn't touch upon it more afterwards in storyline, the way that match was put together, Brock completely dis- disregarded Goldberg as a challenger. Like yeah. He completely disregarded him. He discredited him. He laughed at him. Goldberg pushed him down, and, and Brock sat on the mat laughing at him. Uh, and then they timed it just right so that when Brock was getting to his feet, that's when he got caught with the spear. I had no problem with the way they booked the match. It would have been different if they started with a collar and elbow, uh, and, and Goldberg, you know, Irish whips him in, catches him with a spear, jackhammer, and it was really decisive. Because they booked it to make it look like Brock didn't take him as a threat, I had no problem with it. But I do agree with what you're saying about uh, once Goldberg is gone and all of these guys have uh, put him over in short short order, it's not going to help them. I mean, I do agree with you on that. A guy like Kevin Owens getting his ass kicked and whatever it was, it's not going to help him. Yeah, and the unpredictability I liked of the Goldberg thing, monetarily it seems like a good move. Mm-hmm. But – that's short term. That's very short term. I worry about monetarily. I don't worry about shit monetarily long term for WWE. Mm-hmm. For Fightful, of course I do. I want WWE to build as many big stars as they can so we can race our gold jet skis across <laughs> oh, the Oh, it's Atlantic. jet skis now. It's not gold boats anymore. Why not both? No, gold <laughs> boats. That's tacky. So let me ask you this question. So once Goldberg has his run... Uh, and assuming that Brock is done next year at Mania and Taker, you know, may or may not be done next year at Mania as well. Cena is slowing down. Who's going to fill those spots? Like, who do you think at Mania 34 is going to be able to fill, say, the top three matches and actually draw? Like, who do you think? 
Who's it going to be? You know who it could have been? It could have been Reigns versus Rollins versus Ambrose, and they burned it. On, I mean, you could still do it. You could still do it. But it, that was a WrestleMania main event, in my opinion. Yeah. Those three guys should have been, to a lesser degree, of course, The Rock, Triple H, Steve Austin of this generation. And it ain't hard to figure out which was going to be which because mm-hmm. it's almost simplified for you. That should have been one. Uh, Reigns versus Cena is going to be one. Yeah, eventually, yep. I think so. The Undertaker's last match is going to be one. Do you and think? Do what? you think that Taker's going to want to actually acknowledge publicly it's his last match? He might, because didn't he put he his might. gloves in the ring a year or two ago because he thought that was going to be his last match last year, wasn't it? That he put his Every gloves. Here, there's some stuff with people saying, "Well, he privately told people it's his last match." Every yeah. single year. Yeah, yeah. Because he pulled himself from the European tour. Well, you know how it is with these guys, too. It, when, when it comes time to make that decision, it's tough for a lot of – I consider pro wrestlers athletes, even though not, not everybody does. I consider them athletes. And when you get to the point where it's time to hang it up, it's difficult for a lot of guys. They have trouble you know, coming to, coming to grips with the fact that it's over. So, Yeah, but, I mean, I saw what kind of shape he was in at Royal Rumble. It wasn't good. Nope. Wasn't good at all, and he doesn't look like he's he's gotten any better in the last few months. He looks the same to me that he did at the Rumble. To be honest, if Roman Reigns went in there and speared him and beat him in a minute, I would not be upset with that. A lot of people are like, Roman can't beat Taker. Hell yeah, he can. He should oh, yeah. beat Taker. Oh, he, he can. He should beat Taker. But that mania crowd, if he squashes Taker in a minute, he might get lynched on his way out. Like, they have to have a competitive matchup. I just don't know what hope, Taker's got. And I hope he gets lynched. I hope it forces not a, not a turn, but the Roman Reigns we have seen flashes of, mm. like the past couple of weeks, like about a month after WrestleMania last year, like in FCW when he asked, when, when an interviewer said, you're late for the interview, and he said, what, did you need some time to go to the dollar store? Like, things like that. It's... And it's the same thing with, with Cena, and you know, Cena is a, a juggernaut, but it is the same thing. It's the put-on type of thing that's kind of insulting. Mm. Yeah. A heel turn is the biggest face turn he could, that Roman Reigns could do. I think he has to do it. I think he's got to do it. It's, I think it's the only way that they're going to solidify him as a, as a baby face down the road, is if they do that. And he's going to be the biggest heel at WrestleMania. There's no question about that. So... I guess we'll see what happens. At least he ditched the sneakers, right? I think he only wore them the one time, and they got rid of them. That's a big plus. <laughs> I wonder if he forgot his boots that day. You think that's what it was? I don't know. Remember Stone Cold at one of the manias? He forgot his vest? Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, he had to wear a shirt. He wore a break. T-shirt. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I bet he sold a lot of those shirts, though. Oh, I bet he did. I bet he did. I thought it was intentional until he told the story uh, years later. So you know, I just want WWE to build up some guys, and not they're they're leaving a lot of money on the table and by not giving Reigns the giving Reigns an edge, and maybe they're doing that now. Like I said, these last two weeks have been promising, but every time that happens, I remember. Well, what about the month after WrestleMania last year? Mm-hmm. Well, he was he was great for that month after WrestleMania. He was incredible, and there were times like. When he would just beat the crap out of Triple H ringside, that was awesome. There mm-hmm. have been times where he's shown that, but then he look at the look at the Usos. They're, they work for them. 
Yeah, I don't. They're more entertaining than they've been in years. At least they're not hopping to the ring. That's true. I'll give them that. I uh, going back to the whole they need to build some guys. I hate it when we sound like uh, you know armchair quarterbacks with respect to you know we know how to book and they don't. I understand that being a writer for WWE is a tough job and it's a thankless job and they have high turnover because of it. But at the same time, it's so difficult to build guys up when you have everybody matching up against everybody on television every single week. Why can't they just save some of those matchups? Like They have so many guys on the roster. Why do you have to do Baron Corbin and uh, Randy Orton with no buildup? You've got so many guys on the roster. You could very easily save that match. So that's the one thing I don't understand is why they, uh, they don't just save some of the matches. And then whenever, they, whenever they do a first-time ever match, they beat it into the ground because they have them mm-hmm. wrestling every single week after that. And you kill it. You can't do that again on pay-per-view after that. That's something that I mentioned last night on the show with, with Anna Boward of WWE's Most Ridiculous. Check that out on our sidebar at Fightful.com. And Jeff Hawkins, I said, they do not hesitate to burn first-time matches. Mm. And Anna kind of agreed. Some of these need to happen. If I saw Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz, like every week, mm-hmm. eventually it'd get old. Yeah, it would. And, and when you think about Sting and Hogan is one that I, that I, that I think about. And Stig and Hogan, uh, I think it was the biggest pay-per-view in WCW history. They didn't touch each other for a year. They just showed yeah. Sting in the rafters week after week, and they didn't touch about, each other for a year. What about Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 12? They didn't right. beat each other up the whole way there. I mean, they were both baby faces, you know. Yeah, but I mean, still, but I mean, I, a, lot of, a lot of stuff that I didn't agree. happen. And even if you want to look at Roxena, if, or, if you want or, to look at – Goldust and Piper having matches every week right. where Sid and Undertaker were, I mean. It, yeah, no, I, I agree. Like it. Make it special. Make yeah. it special. And I get it. It's a different TV environment. You got a lot of hours to fill, but. Yeah, but they have such. There a, are ways to get around that. They have such a massive roster that they, they, they have options. And again, how did they build up? Do you remember uh, I wrote an article a few months ago about how I have no issues with enhancement matches on television? Yeah. How did they get Braun Strowman over? Yeah. How did they get Ryback over? What's wrong Bruce with that? Rusev too, I believe. Yeah, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Why not get a guy over by building him up for a few months? Then, <laughs> then you start to feed him names until you finally build to the big match. Braun and Roman Reigns, even though uh, a lot of people didn't look forward to it because they figured Braun was going to put Roman Reigns over, it still had a big match feel to it. You yeah. know? So this and you'll have people say, well, Vince knows what he's doing. He's making all this money. Yeah. But how much has he left on the table? How much has he left on the table? Because Ryback was a proven needle mover, whether you like him personally or in the ring or not. When mm. he did that pay-per-view with CM Punk, it was towards the end of their pay-per-view run. There was a visible uptick. Sure. Uh, when he came out and saved Vince McMahon, the arena was shaking so damn hard. It moved the hard camera. Sure. Like, yeah, it, it worked. They, and here's what it's almost formulaic. They get him over, they beat him, they become a joke. It happened with Ryback. It happened with Rusev. I hope it doesn't happen to Braun Strowman because this is the third guy. Say what you will about Ryback's safety in the ring. Mm-hmm. He could get it done in the ring too. His last WWE match was literally him saving Kalisto from maybe paralyzing himself by capturing him before he went headfirst onto that apron. Mm-hmm. Rusev can get it done in the ring. He can be comedic. He can mm-hmm. be serious. He can be menacing. Mm-hmm. Braun Strowman doesn't need to show an ounce of comedic unless it's that Jericho thing. Yep. I, it's about the scar. 
I never saw a star in Ryback. I, I always saw a guy that didn't get it. He would cut promos when he's looking off in the distance. He, he would be backstage sure. doing the big huffing and puffing thing. I never saw a star in Ryback, but I most definitely see star in Braun Strowman. And you and I have talked about Rusev, and Rusev, I think, has a lot of layers to him. So uh, we'll see. Like I, an onion? Like an ogre? Like cute. As, that, should that be his new gimmick? Should he come out with a donkey as his mascot when he returns? Yeah. But uh, I, I, I hate sounding like we're bitching about wrestling all the time because there are obviously a lot of things that I still like about the product. But uh, it just gets frustrating. And, and again, we're on the outside. We don't have the pressure that the writers do. And I'm sure it's not a fun job for oh, them. Yeah. And, you know. The majority of great ideas that are pitched out to begin with, Vince McMahon shoots down. Yeah. And I know this because I have relationships with writers and friendships with writers. And, like, they, they tell me this happened. Chris DeJoseph. The, the main guy behind Lucha Underground said, gosh, probably 95% of my stuff got shot down. Mm-hmm. And you look at all the creative stuff he's had on Lucha Underground that has worked. How can you be a 70-year-old man knowing what an audience – I mean, their sweet spot is, what, 18 to 49? But they're, they skew a lot younger in certain respects. How does a 70-year-old man know what that audience wants? He doesn't know what that audience wants. Are you saying that a 70-something-year-old man who drives his Bentley and wrecks it yesterday... I heard about that. ...might be out of touch with the common man? And he was wearing Adidas uh, Adidas sport pants, too. I was like, good for you. Yeah. I guess that, that's kind of common. All right, let's... I'm a Nike guy. I'm a Nike guy. What's next on your list? I got one more thing on my list. Uh, yeah. I want to talk about Shane Douglas for a minute. The hell you want to talk uh, about him? Well, I... I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. And and again, I I hate coming off like we're negative. Well, he won because you. But he won whatever whatever thing he bitched about. Yeah, he won because somebody for the first time in years just said on a broadcast, "I want to talk about Shane Douglas," and that's what he won. I guess he did. Good for him. I uh, I've never been uh, a fan of Shane Douglas. I've never thought he was that great. I probably wouldn't even put him in the top 100 uh, wrestler list of all time on my list. But I want to read a quote, uh, and you're right, we are maybe giving him press he doesn't deserve, but I, I, I saw it and I felt the need to mention it. He was at an independent event last month in Ohio, uh, and there must have been, did you see the footage? A few hundred people, max. Yeah. Wasn't a big show. I've uh, drawn more at the Aberdeen River Park. Hey! <laughs> but because I'm sure he doesn't get a ton of bookings anymore, he, he felt the need to, to use that to cut a promo, uh, and he made one comment that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, read. He said, so simply put, I'm as close to royalty in the sport as it comes. You can go shove your Ric Flair's, whoops, I mean Dick Flair's. You can pound your Hulk Hogan's. Your Bret Hart's can lace my boots. Here's my question for you, Sean. Last week I talked about Dean Ambrose and you said, well, maybe maybe part of it was a work. Maybe part of it was him just trying to be in character because Dean Ambrose said some stupid shit in a couple interviews. Do you think Shane Douglas was just playing the heel or do you think that he's that out of touch and he's that delusional? I think he is that delusional that he would do that. Yeah, I think both. Right. It's a shtick. How long has he been saying Dick Flair? Ha ha, it rhymes with Dick. <laughs> good one, man. Good good job. He what an overrated wrestler. I mean, he is. He's an overrated wrestler. He got over for a short period because they screwed the NWA and he was the first ECW champion. Uh for him to say he's the royalty in this sport, as close to royalty in the sport as it comes, is the direct quote. Come on. That's a joke. 
you're giving him too much press. Sean, I, I think I would almost say that you are closer to royalty than he is in the, in the sport of pro wrestling. I, I would not say that. <laughs> he is a former ECW champion. Let's run down his accolades. No, no, don't bother. Don't bother. Good, good for I, him. Hey, Dean, you know Dean what? Douglas. I, I'll say this. I think that his franchise character in ECW was maybe a little bit of a prototype and maybe an inspiration of Triple H because you saw like yeah. the hairstyle, the – some of the stuff he wore and some of the way I think it was a little bit of the prototype, but mm-hmm. Hey, didn't work. Didn't work. I mean, oh, it worked for him. He is a, an NWA world heavyweight champion, a four time ECW heavyweight champion, two time TV champion. He is a former WF intercontinental champion. Mm-hmm. He held the WCW hardcore United States and tag team championships and held the NWA tag team championships as well. So he had, he had a good career. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Uh, one more thing I want to touch upon briefly. I want to give a, a, a shout out and best wishes to Jim Ross. Uh, oh yeah, his wife is in a bad way right now, and uh, I have never met Jim Ross. I've never met Jim either, but I've, I've never met Jim Ross. But there are certain people in the business that no matter who you talk to, they have nothing but good things to say about them. And mm-hmm. Vicky Guerrero fits that category. You're not going to find one person that says anything negative about Vicky Guerrero, and Jan Ross is another one where so many different people I know, they'll just happen to mention her and what a sweetheart she is. So best wishes, and I really hope she pulls through. Yeah, I mean, too. He always, anytime I've talked to him or spoke to him for an interview, he always brings up his wife and how sometimes he'll have to clear his gigs with his wife yeah. because they may have, they may have plans or, or something like that. And you know the cool story about that is that he was on that plane when he met her. She was a flight attendant. He was on that plane with Ric Flair, and Ric Flair, years later, would tell stories about how she could have had the Nature Boy, and she chose Jim Ross instead. Think about that. <laughs> so kudos Indeed. to her. Kudos to her on that one. Hey, guys, we have uh, a lot of exclusives coming up on Fightful.com. Interview with Rampage Jackson, where he proposes a chain versus nipple rings match against King Mo. Also, Sexy Star's interview with uh, uh, Sexy Star is interviewed by Carlos Toro. That is one of the awesome things about having Carlos is when Carlos is going to the Barclays Center, you have all these goofy-looking white guys standing around. Well, who can I talk to? Uh, We've got a Spanish-language-speaking reporter on the scene talking to everybody. So apparently these goofy – I'm sorry. These goofy white guys in Brooklyn have southern accents all of a sudden? Yeah, of course. (laughs) Well, they're there. And Carlos is getting interviews with people like Sexy Star, uh, shattering some shit reporting from some people who say that Sexy Star is retired. She ain't retired, you guys. She's just doing some boxing. She said she's more than open to working for Lucha Underground again. Carlos Toro did some awesome work there, talked to her about transitioning into boxing. Uh, Also, Carlos is going to try out a little boxing podcast soon. We're talking about that. Him and Steve, we're going to give it a go, see how it works, maybe – uh, grow it a little bit. Jimmy, dropping this on you here. He's doing it for Fightful. Oh, he is now going to do yeah. it. Yeah, Carlos, man, if you're, if you're watching this, smart move. Smart move. Utilize that branding and exposure all you can. Speaking of s- exposure, your boy has a booking. I'm sorry, did you say your boy? Oh, Jesus. Why did I say it? Is that what I just heard? Did I just hear your boy? Why did I say that? So you got the wrestling booking? Not the wrestling booking. I, well, maybe. That that whole thing is de- still dependent on if we do it, and we're only going to do it under the right circumstances. I mean, I'll take some wrestling bookings if it doesn't interfere with Fightful stuff. 
Sean oh, you mean at the, Fightful.com. But. You mean the commentary booking? Yeah, yeah. I'll okay. be doing commentary on Flow Combat for Premier MMA Championships on May 26th. Uh, as Jimmy could tell you, I had to go back and forth on it. I was like, listen, I'm not missing UFC pay-per-views or post-show podcasts for it. But there is no MMA this day. Actually, UFC runs a show Sunday that weekend, so I can still make it. I'm uh, going to give it a go, see how that works out. Also, it'll be broadcasting on Spectrum Sports. The Cincinnati area is a real – it's a hotbed, underrated hotbed for MMA. You've got people like Daniel Strauss, current Bellator champion who came from here. Tons of UFC fighters, Bellator fighters that do so. Really excited to do some work there. But And in, in case anybody's wondering, Sean ran it by me first. I said absolutely not under any circumstances. And on the next day on Twitter, he posted and said, guess what I'm doing? That is not true in any way. <laughs> no, I was totally cool with it, man. Do your thing. Hey, if you guys want to book your boy, Sean at Fightful.com. <laughs> it can't interfere with my Fightful stuff, though. So, No, that'll be Watch fun out. for you, man. That'll be fun. I'll, uh, I'll try to check it out. I bet you will. I will. That's in Kentucky, are right? Gonna, are you going to fly down? And, uh, yeah, I think it's in Covington. I mean, Cincinnati, Covington, Newport, it's all known as like – Northern Kentucky. Somebody asks if I'm going to wear your boy shirt to the commentary table. I will not. I will uh, you're going to wear the Fightful.com Sean Ross Sap your boy oh. t-shirt. This one right here. You're going to wear that on that thing. I will talk to the promoter. I'll get it done. You've been on my ass about explaining what is going on to the audio viewers, and you keep sitting up and not doing that. But I speak into the mic while I do it. Therefore, yeah. to them, there's fluidity. You know, I'm continuing to speak, man. They're not missing anything. Somebody asked if Demon Diva will be on my members-only podcast this week. I, I think so. We're trying to figure something out. I want to ask her why she's so interested in the World Baseball Classic. That And Carlos, too. I'd like to know. Hmm. Interesting. I think it's at Puerto Rican Pride because they're playing so well. If they weren't playing well, I wonder if they would have that. But, yeah, we'll talk about anything from wrestling to music to movies, my great taste in movies. Uh, anything you all want to talk about, we'll tackle in that. It will not be released publicly at all. Members only register at Fightful.com. What else do you have going on this week, so, Jimmy? First off, are, James. are you going to answer all questions? Sure. So anything that people send in, you're going to answer it? Yeah, why not? Okay. I, uh, I might have to submit a few. You dipshit. Why are you doing this? I might do it. I might do it. We'll see. Yeah, any questions you all got, send them in right now, and we'll answer a couple before the end of this show. So that's on Friday, right? Yeah, I'm going to try to do it right after the Showdown Joe show. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my best to come up with some good ones. Somebody says, any commentary tips? Uh, yeah, don't say he and his or here repeatedly. Who is it? Who's doing what to who? Where is it? That is very frustrating when I hear somebody say, he knocked him out. Right. Or... Look what he's doing here, or I see what he's doing. Where? Where the hell's he doing it? Who knocked out who? You're right. Very frustrating. Yep, you're right. Underrated. Yep. Anything else you got, James? Yeah, I got a couple things. So, uh, so, <laughs> so first and foremost, I am going to be coming out with a new little feature called Flashback Friday, JV's Flashback Friday. I uh, A while back, I was going through – Justin Roberts has his book, uh, Best Seat in the House – I was helping him find some stuff for that, and I found a whole bunch of old photos 
from uh, from my years in the business, old photos of like a 20-year-old CM Punk and and different things like that. So I'm going to release one once a week on Fridays along with a little blurb about how it came to be. So the first one's going up this Friday uh, about uh, Eric Young. So check that one out. And then last but not least, we have a new t-shirt prototype that might be going up in the Pro Wrestling Tea Store uh, so long as I get the green light from Sean Ross Sapp. It is, <laughs> you thought I was talking about another one. That's awesome. You thought I meant another one. You should have saw his face. That was good. It, uh, it is uh, going to be the Fightful.com version of the Ya Boy t-shirt, and it might be Ooh. going up potentially next week uh, if I get the green light. So keep an eye out on that. Listen, listen guys, I'll make, I'll make a deal because it was, it was a struggle for me to even put up a Ya Boy shirt on mine. It was. I had to really think about it because for the first year I had a pro wrestling t-store, I didn't have anything linked to me. I had crack and fight team shirts. Catches Catch Can Wrestling. We had Fightful.com stuff. You know what's really cool, Sean? I didn't have to think about it at all. <laughs> I literally... Well, it's me. I, you know, I <laughs> pretend that I have a much bigger ego than I really have. But, you know, I didn't want to be tacky and stuff. If enough of you tweet me and give me the green light, I'll be okay with it. But, I mean... Oh man, it's going to sell because we're going to make ad banners. I might, I might put up a Facebook buy. Uh, I can't, I can't wait for the comments on that Facebook ad buy. I'm sure those will be healthy. I actually have a really good idea that just kind of came to my head. I'm going to send one to Elias, and I'm going to send one to Trig, and I'm going to send one to Matt Riddle, uh, and I'm going to send one to Shane Helms, and I'm going to get them to did take a see, photo. Did you see Matt react to the Ya Boy shirt in general? I did not because. I did not. That was very funny. He was like, <laughs> he was like, how many sales do you have to get to justify? <laughs> Does he know that the guy was on Raw in the front row? Does Matt know that? I don't think so. I don't. He's in Europe right now. He doesn't know. I haven't heard from him all week. So the next time you do a podcast with him, you got to show him that video clip. Show him that. I will. You should because that was awesome. <laughs> Matt's very good at putting my my storyline ego in check. I'll say that. Yeah, I, absolutely. I can see that about Matt. He is. Yeah. Uh, there. And before we go, I hear stories from people all the time, and I always tell people, guys, you don't know the difference between untrained and trained when it comes to MMA. Mm-hmm. An untrained guy will probably tap you out in a minute. About trained versus UFC caliber. That's mm-hmm. a different world. The first time I trained with somebody that was in Bellator, you know, I was I was at my peak. I was in there every day. That was a real come to Jesus meeting. <laughs> I hear stories about how Matt runs these seminars, yeah. and at the end he'll grapple with everybody and he'll do it gauntlet style, one by one by one by one, dozens of people. And the guy said he was about twelve in, and people were lucky to make it thirty five seconds. Right. Very fortunate to make it forty or thirty-five seconds against Matt. So right, I mean he's a UFC caliber fighter, like you said, you know. So yeah, guys, subscribe iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, directly download it over at Fightful.com. Until next time, we're out. 
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.